When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, welcome to the FLA Cats Hockey Podcast. This is your host, Dave Rodriguez, with my co-host, Ryan Keelan and Kirby Lupel. Just want to wish everyone a happy Easter. Hope you guys had a good weekend with family and friends. Uh, obviously, a lot of Florida Panthers hockey to talk about and to be talked about, hopefully, in the future. But before we get into that, Ryan, how are you today? Hope everything is well. I'm good. You know, I had a, a good Easter with the family, and then I watched some golf all day. The Panthers are in prime position right now. I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys doing? Yeah, I was going to mention something off the top, Ryan. We didn't even talk about off the air about the golf. Um, two things. Is Brooks Kepka part of the FLA Cats community now? And number two, the reigning Masters champion, John Rom. He had something on his shoes, David. It said, vamos. What would be on your shoes? <laughs> I don't have golf shoes, Kirby, so I don't know what well, I Well, any shoes, any shoes. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, vamos, I know he's from Spain, so it kind of correlates to where he's from. But And with the Panthers kind of theme of the year? I'm kind of disappointed in some of the tweets and some of the stuff I'm seeing regarding Brooks, especially from the Florida Panthers community, considering he said he loved the peas and people are bashing him, you know, for uh, for what he did. And, and they're glad that he finished second. Ryan, we talked about it before. You know, he got a cool six million in the yeah. bank uh, in the last 14 days. So I don't know if he's much of a loser right now. <laughs> but, but calling them the peas is so disrespectful i mean i've never heard that in my whole i would have took the pants i would have took the pants yeah or lost panteros lost panteros is good but but the peas like that has to be the penguins if anyone you know (laughs) i love but brooks you know brooks just couldn't get it done today kirby do you think it was because live only does the three rounds and not the four i don't know i i told you back to back Back to back ryan it's hard to win because he won in orlando right last week when the fan brought the cone to the the course to get the autograph signed so but i said you know i told you my top tier guy rom and yeah yeah i'm sure he was the favorite to be honest but brooks i mean he hung in there not not gonna lie uh shout out to him hanging in there and getting tied for second with good old phil mickelson i know ryan loves the lefties so they have the big big, so does kirby though too lefty nation Nation. (laughs) brooks didn't just have the he didn't have the putter today that's That's what it came down to that's fine a good tee for two and the Masters, after him having a bit of a struggle, is pretty good in my book. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, just to get back to the Panthers here, obviously now, you know, it's it's crunch time. We've been talking about it now for the past three, four episodes. Very little room for any type of slowdown, to be honest. And, I mean, to say that the Panthers have won six in a row and still think, wow, there's still a few few more things to be done and – that they still, yeah, they control their destiny, but there's a lot of, uh, you know, heat on them regarding who they play and who the opponents play. Uh, I mean, guys, if it wasn't for the six-game winning streak, I mean, I don't think the Panthers would be uh, anywhere near as far as where we would think uh, they were going to go. Uh, so, Ryan, before we talk about game specific, I mean, in the last six games, who do you think, I mean, has it been Lyon? Has it been Kachuk? Who's been the one carrying here? I mean, you could see like 
Kachuk is literally dragging this team by by their by the hand, by the ear, whatever you want to say it. I mean, look look at his reaction, which I absolutely loved. When he scored against Washington, he just went absolutely nuts. And the, you know, you saw him on the bench, I believe, against uh who was the game where Buffalo, Buffalo. Uh, against the against Buffalo? I mean, even um, Ottawa, he was going crazy, sticking up for his teammates. I mean, it's it's him and and Lyon, to be honest. And and I'll I'll give I'll give our guy a little a little credit too. Aaron Ekblad's had a you know had a little good run here, so mm-hmm. it's it's pretty much a lot of players. But if it's one or two, it's Kachuk and Lyon. Kachuk is just Kirby. You're right; he's number two in the MVP race. Thanks. <laughs> I'm still getting into that with some of my Edmonton friends and relatives that were in town this week. But uh, I kind of wanted to touch on the team perspective there, David, as Ryan touched on the individuals, like 23, 12 and four home record going into the final two games of the year, which are at the home ice. That's the same home record that the New York Rangers and Devils have. And you know how we've talked about this team not performing up to expectations, 285 goals for second in the East, only behind uh, Boston ahead of Toronto, ahead of Tampa, and also ahead of like the offensive analytic darling teams like New Jersey and Buffalo that a lot of our fan base was being critical about how the Panthers lacked offense this year. Mm-hmm. They've pulled ahead of New Jersey and Buffalo now. So plus 20 goal differential. Uh, Tampa's at plus 25. Islanders are plus 22. Pittsburgh, the P's, as Ryan says, they're plus two. So again, like the numbers across the board right now, even on a season scope, and especially in the second half of the year, I think this team's scoring enough goals. The question is just, can they keep enough out? But if Lyon keeps playing the way he is, then uh, I think this team's in good shape. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, in the last six games, the Panthers have only allowed two or two goals at most in both of, in all of those six games. So we said, Alex Lyon, you know, we talked about him in the last episode, just how critical he was in those two games. And then in the last four against Columbus, Buffalo, Ottawa, and Washington, uh, just stellar performances. I think the one in Ottawa, has to stand out by far, just considering he had, what, 56 saves on 58 shots, the most in uh, regulation saves in Panthers history, also in a win. I think the game in Buffalo, 2-1 to one win, he was spectacular for sure, um, to say the least. So, yeah, Lion has stepped up, and I know we talked about this, I think, in, like, January when he was here, Kirby, just briefly, just how we could maybe correlate his, I guess – presence to how Jordan Bennington did when he yep. uh, stepped up big time for St. Louis. Uh, Cam Ward, Cam Ward, a- Andrew Hammond, the Hamburglar that the Panthers yeah. actually had in the summertime um, in right. the preseason there. So those right, are kind right. of the good names that I kind of uh, drew upon. And, um, and if he continues to play how he is, there's a goalie going way back now, Roman Turk back with the blues mm-hmm. who had a 40 uh, win season i think around the same age as line 29 maybe mm-hmm. and then had another good year after that so can lion build on this season and into next year that'll be interesting to watch too and what the panthers can right. do because remember he's only on this one-year contract right now unfortunately so but we gotta live in the moment and uh see what lion can do to kind of try to drag the panthers here into the playoffs yeah i'll ask you guys about that a, little, a specific question about that in just a second but i also wanted to mention Kirby's boy, Brandon Montour, he's got eight points in his last four games, a big four-point night against Ottawa, two points against Buffalo. Uh, He's been on fire, you know, ever since he shattered that record, I think in in Toronto on that game winner, I think it was. He's he's got one, two, four, eight, nine points since then. So he's pretty much set a new standard for the points as far as a defenseman for the Florida Panthers history with 72 now. 
with potential to be around 74, 75 over these last two games. So, yeah, shout out to Brandon Monster. We've talked about him all year long, and uh, I know the community has grown to just get more of a love for him, and uh, we're hoping that uh, it continues into the next two games and hopefully into the postseason. So I would throw Brandon Montour's hat in there for sure as far as MVPs in the last you know two weeks or so, uh, just because, again, his point production has been spectacular, averaging about 23 minutes a game, probably got to be top amongst the team for sure, if not battling with Ekblad as far as that's concerned. But, um, yeah, I mean, we knew the games were critical, but – I mean, to say that you to be 6-0-0 in the last six and still having to kind of like look over your shoulder to me is just like, oh, my goodness. When is when are we going to go into a game thinking like, OK, we've got it in the bag? And I don't really think we're going to have that opportunity, guys, um, with who Pittsburgh and Buffalo have or not Buffalo. The uh, Islanders have to play and who we have to play. It's just like, man, if I'm a Pittsburgh fan, I'm still like, OK, I, I'm still optimistic. You know, besides the fact we're down by two points, Ryan, do you think, I mean, if you're a Pittsburgh fan, are you still kind of optimistic just based on who we have to play? Yeah, I think I think every team has has good reason to be optimistic. We play probably the two worst teams that, you know, you you can play. But, you know, we don't know if they're going to rest because I don't know if the Carolina, New Jersey situation, I mean, I don't know if Toronto's going to rest because they pretty much they locked up home ice. So that all depends. But we control our own destiny, so win and we're in. I, I believe we need one win and a tie to automatically clinch. Is that correct? Magic yeah, it number. sounds like the magic number is three points as of this recording on Sunday evening. Um, so going into that Toronto game, uh, if you can at least you know get a point or two, I mean, that, that pretty much gets you into a nice matchup for that Thursday game against Carolina, considering – Pittsburgh and the Islanders will have played their game by then too. So you'll kind of know where, where things will be at going into that game. And, and they play, you know, they play garbage teams. So Pittsburgh Mm -hmm. plays Chicago and Columbus, and then the Islanders, they're going to play Washington and Montreal. We don't know if Ovechkin is going to be back. I mean, it's not looking good. So we pretty much have to do it ourselves. We can't get any help. We kind of blew that opportunity when, you know, when we had a horrible first half of the season. So Mm-hmm. And we gotta Ryan, do it ourselves. This, now. Yeah, this is like with a lot of help that we've got on the scoreboard, and then games that we've won, like six in a row. Those nights, um, a lot of times the Islanders and Pittsburgh have won as well. So there has right. been help for the Panthers on off nights, and when other teams have been m- making up ground on them to keep them in it, but they've also had to win too. So it's been kind of interesting because I, I I can't say that we haven't got any, but now, um, like you mentioned, Ryan, it's going to come down to the final two games where. You know, the Panthers are playing Toronto and Carolina, two very good hockey clubs, but, mm-hmm. you know, Toronto might be resting some players. And then you've got to hope it's nice that they play Carolina on the season finale instead of Monday or Tuesday night because Carolina could be resting some of their players as well. Right. Like you said, Ryan, the, the situation with Carolina, I think I think by that time, the matchup is set on Thursday. I think if Carolina were to win at least a game, they have three games remaining, which is one game on hand on New Jersey. So if they can... I think when the two games that they have before playing us, I think they'll have solidified that position. Um, so you never know. You never know what the mindset is of Carolina. I don't think they've had a history of resting players in the last three years when they've got stuff clinched and stuff like that. So like you said, things the, the Panthers still have business to do, and there's no guarantee right now that the Panthers, you know, this time next week, 
we'll be talking about playoff hockey. There's no guarantee right now. But um, with two games left and in that number one wild card position, I think we're feeling good. We know we control our own destiny. We don't need to bank on other teams' help for now. But the main question I guess I wanted to ask you guys tonight and for this episode is going into tomorrow, are you going with Alex Lyon knowing that Bobrovsky is now healthy? Kirby, I could go first. This is this is super easy. Yeah, because I have a question Lyon. to post to you guys after, actually, in my notes here. <laughs> like, it's it's definitely Alex Lyon. I'm we pay our goalies like 14, 15 million, and I'm more confident in Alex Lyon just how he positions himself. He's always I don't know. Sometimes when when Bob, you know, gets shot at, it's just he's shaky, same with Spencer. But I feel ten times more confident playing Lyon and he's he's proved himself. So maybe they haven't figured him out yet, as they say, but for right now, you got to ride with him until he, you know, he loses a couple in a row. So that's where I stand. Yeah, I'm kind of with Ryan there on the line front, especially on Monday night. He he won again. Um, you can make an argument to maybe get Bob in uh, if they come Monday morning skate. I could see Paul Maurice, the organization, maybe making that move, but I'll still lean towards Lyon. But I know, I know, David, you don't want to get into playoff scenarios, and that's ways away. But I did have a question for you guys, like. Game one playoff scenario, what would you guys do? I've got this question posed to me all week long for the past couple weeks even when line started to play and Bob's been out. What would you do in that situation? I mean, it depends on, I think, what the next two games really have to do. I mean, to say that line starts tomorrow and, you know, things go south and we lose and then, uh, you know, maybe we get a little bit of help on the scoreboard going into Thursday and then Bob comes in. Uh, and wins that game and we do clinch somehow, then, you know, I I would say Bob gets the game one start. But, uh, you know, it's tough to say right now. I mean, if things go perfect and the Panthers go, you know, win both games, then, yeah, I think you go with Lyon, you know, until he has a bad game, I would guess, um, in the playoffs. I mean, you have kind of four, four games to kind of figure it out, I guess, in the playoffs. Right now we've only got one or two, you know. Yeah. so I think my, Lyon, I think Lion goes tomorrow. My thought, Ryan, when before you answer that question, is I've some people were against me on it. I'm like, you know, in a game one scenario, just thinking ahead a bit here, if you start Bob and he falters, you can go back to Lion, and Lion's not going to lose his confidence because it hasn't been his net all year. He understands where he is in the organization. He's been down in the minors. He's he's battled through that for the majority of his career. He's 30 years old. You know, Spencer Knight's been the backup. So I feel like if Bob faltered in a playoff game one situation, you can go right back to Lyon. If you start Lyon in game one or game two and it gets out of hand and you haven't played Bob, like um, David mentioned, maybe he doesn't play in either one of these two games. Then you go to Bob and I, I don't know if he if he gets us back on track in that situation. That's just how I feel. So I, I think you start with your veteran and you can always go to the, to the guy, the, the backup or whatever. Kind of like in a football situation, Ryan. Like would you start your starting quarterback veteran or would you go to the young kid? It's It's a tough call, but... I think I would kind of go with to Bob. Bob's not having the best year. And for all the people that blame the defense, like there's nothing you can say now. Lions playing in front of the same defense and mm-hmm. he's standing on his head and saving us. Even when he allowed fit that we allowed 50, 58 shots against the centers and he saved 56. I mean, he's getting it done. And now are we going to have another goalie controversy? Like we did two years ago against Tampa when we started three of them, like, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I think you just got to ride it out with Lyon until until yeah. he has a really bad game and he allows five goals on, you know, 28 shots or whatever. Okay. Like so. even even I, I, I respect that. I'm just saying like just say potentially game one in Boston. That's a 
it's a tough ask, you know. It's, but it is tough. But yeah, I mean, like we said, line, I won't be upset. I'm just, I'm just thinking kind of contrarian or kind of how I feel that it could play out. That I just don't want the fan base to overreact. Like, oh, Lions lost it now and everything like that. I think you lose more that way than if he falters, you know, in a in a backup situation. But yeah, I can see either way. I mean, like we've said before, Bobrovsky went down. He wasn't playing that bad. I think he had a stretch during that four game losing streak that he kind of. Yeah, faltered a bit, but before that, he was playing relatively well. I mean, his numbers were getting better, but I got to go with Ryan here. I mean, Lions would, I think, I even think the locker room would think Lion has got us here. We've been playing some games where we maybe weren't playing our best, like against Buffalo, against Toronto on the road. Uh, and he was able to save us. And I think that the locker room has kind of come together in the whole Lion King kind of thing that they would be in favor of Lyon, I think, if they can get in starting game one. But again, we're... I, we're, I know there's, I know there's a lot of... We're ahead of this. We're too ahead yeah, of no, this. I know. There's a lot of... Bo- next lot week, of- we could not be even talking about this. So we're talking a little <laughs> yeah, bit too yeah, ahead of ourselves. Yeah, yeah there's, there's some Bob truthers out there, and I'm not one of them. But remember, David, I think sometimes we always go to recency bias. Remember back when Bob was really playing well. I think our fan base and people you know, on Twitter and our Discord chat... We're putting Bob as a top five team MVP on our team. And I know we haven't had a great year individual wise and everything like that. But wouldn't you say he was kind of like in that mix, you know, no. behind Verhage, behind Montur, behind Kachuk. Not he was me. kind of like bumping up to that four or five spot on the team. So, again, even you can look at his numbers, but how important he's been to this team when a lot of players haven't been there this year. Um, I think we got to give him credit there as well. So. Like recency I mean, I bias, but we're we're in this position because he hasn't had a you know his first half of the season. Everything, all our issues go back to the first half of the season. We just we started out too slow, and and even going back the past couple of years, yeah, Bob had a really good year last year, but before that, you know, we played Knight and and Drieger, so like he yeah. hasn't really taken hasn't over the net, so yeah. it wouldn't. But be that was a lot on our offense, Ryan, did. and you you get on Barkoff and got on Reinhardt. Like those guys, those guys weren't there early in the year. That's so. true. But like Ryan has said, I mean, Lions numbers now have become borderline Vesna numbers in the last six weeks with his what nine sixty. I mean, just crazy, crazy stats. That if it mm-hmm. wasn't for that, if it wasn't for an extra save in Toronto, if it wasn't for an extra save in Buffalo, I mean, we we might not even be talking about controlling our own destiny right now. Yeah. So I think the locker room has kind of grown into Lion and how he stepped up and. A mature guy, like he's not a kid that you know can be rattled really easy. I mean, he's been in uh tough situations before, like you said, Kirby. And yep. it'll be really interesting to see what they decide to do over the next and, few games. And one thing I like about Lyon looking at his numbers, David, four and one in his last five road games. So again, like I don't know right. if a young guy can come in and do that, but you know, Lyon who's who's been around the block a couple times, you know, an AHL and mm-hmm. 30-year-old veteran. I think that's a good number to look at. So when we do talk about a road situation coming up in a potential playoff situation, that's a good number. Yeah, and I mean, like I said, I'm not going to lie. The last five games are opponents you expect to beat. You expect to beat Montreal. You expect to beat Columbus. You expect to beat Buffalo in your house. Ottawa in your house. Out Washington's tough, but the way they've been going, you know, you expect them to win. So these are games that they've been expected to win, and they have done for the most part, and now is the real test. I think these two games are going to be the toughest that we're going to see, the most emotional, I think the most, I guess, from the fans' point of view, just stressful type of games that uh, it's pretty much 
you know, game sevens, these next two games, because like we've said, the opponents that Pittsburgh and Islanders have, you would be very surprised if they fail to at least get a point in one of those games. Um, so we're pretty much at game sevens at home in these next two nights that, uh, from my point of view, I'm very, very anxious to see how the team responds. Obviously we know they've done well at home in the last two games, but Toronto's a tough team, Kirby and Ryan, and, and we've talked about it and we know that, yeah, maybe they're looking into the postseason, but I, I really don't think they're going to be resting anybody tomorrow because the Atlantic division team, they've got a back-to-back against Tampa on Tuesday. If anything, they would rest game rest players in that game where it's on a back-to-back against an opponent they're going to face, not really give them any opportunities to go at some of their star players. Florida's not going to really want to go after their star players. They're going to be looking to stay disciplined and go after the game and not really get, you know, uh, a game that means something to them. So if I'm Toronto, I'm thinking, all right, we're going to go full full lineup on Monday, and then Tuesday we'll see who wants to, you know, you know, uh, get a morning skate and kind of take the night off. This is kind I, of I like I like the part that they they uh, beat up Montreal on the weekend, seven to one at home, and then they're going on the road. So I like that mm-hmm. factor for the Panthers that, you know, maybe the Panthers can get off to a quick start against them. You know, mm-hmm. they got that win. They've already locked in home ice and those things. But I get what you're saying, David, the back-to-back, and they want to kind of have um, good habits probably. So the Panthers right. do have to be sharp. But I do like when a team comes off a big win, they're go- they're at home, and then they have to go on the road for their first road game. Right. So I'm, that can bode well for Florida. I'm sure they'll all play, but maybe Matthews and Marner will instead of like 20 20- – 20 minutes, 21 minutes, they'll do like 15, 16, you know, uh, something like know. that. Cut and you might get lucky with the power play. They might throw a couple different guys out there that they're they're yeah. looking at. You know, that Matthew Nyes, they just signed, young kid out of college. You know, they might be trying a few different things, you know. So, I don't know. Marner's trying to get to 100 points. He's two points away. I think he'll be out there for, for a little time. bit longer. We'll see. I, I, I don't think they're going to rest from my personal point of view. I, I think, you know, maybe I could be wrong, but – if I'm looking at the schedule and just based on the games remaining and stuff like that, I, I would say Toronto goes full lineup tomorrow for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, like we said, Montour has just been, you know, killing it. I think Barkov stepped it up a bit in the last two weeks. You know, we know he's fully healthy now. He's kind of been making big plays, kind of how he used to be doing and along the boards and just drawing some extra penalties and stuff like that. So I think it's safe to say Barkov is playing his best hockey right now. I think he's got nine points in his last four games. Uh, again, another multi-point streak. I think he's only got one one game in the last 15 or 16 that he's been back that he hasn't had a point in. So uh, if you can get Brian, Prime Barkov going into the playoffs, a healthy Barkov, uh, and into these last two games, I mean, I'm still confident. I'm still confident we can get the wins. They're just going to be a little bit tighter, in my opinion. So. I, you're reading my notes, David. I was going to ask the, uh, Ryan that. I was like, Barkov's playing his best we, hockey. We know his mindset in the playoffs, Kirby. We know how he, how he does. But maybe Kachuk will change that in him. Bring out the little I dog. I again, we're not getting into all the playoff talk. But yeah, there's, yeah, a couple just matchup, there's a couple matchups that could happen where the Panthers are icing the two best players on the ice. And that would be Matthew Kachuk and Alexander Barkov. Just saying. But again, like you said, Ryan, you're the one last year that called it out in our first year of spaces leading into the playoffs. Um, where are superstars? They better show up in the, in these playoffs. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, they will. And, you know, Ryan's like, oh, I don't know. They look like they're on a milk carton right now. So you you were right on that. But um, I don't know if that necessarily bleeds into uh, 
these these playoffs. But I think Barkov and Ekblad, if I'm Barkov and Ekblad, I need to look at what happened last year with Huberdeau and Weger and be like, you know, yeah. I need to be sharp these two games. And if we're going into the playoffs, you know, I need to play well. Even if we lose, guys, I think individuals have to show up and show out. Right. Even if they lose, because it's going to be an underdog situation in the playoffs. These games down the stretch, they're going to be difficult, but these guys, they have to show up. Yeah. There can't be box scores of, of, of zero hits, zero block shots, one shot on net. Um, don't show up to the last five minutes of the third period. Right. So I think they're... It, if you can read a room, which Bill Zito clearly stated in last off season, then, you know, it's on the players at this point, Ryan. And I agree with you sometimes yeah. when you hold the players accountable. It's it's on, it's on Barkov and Kachuk the last two games. If, if they don't show up, we're not making the playoffs. It's as simple as that. I mean, it's just like when they don't show up in inside the playoffs, look what happened with Tampa. The whole team didn't show up. So it's, right. if, if Barkov doesn't have two or three points in the next two games, same with Kachuk, we're we're probably not making the playoffs. So s- yeah. somebody else would have to extremely step up. Maybe someone like Verhage, but those are the two guys that have to go off these next two games. Well, in the two last real crunch time moments of games, I think the Ottawa game was obviously out of hand after the second. You know, you know, cruise control after that. I think the uh, the Buffalo game was a game that was up to, for grabs in the third period. Who gets the game winning goal? Matthew Kachuk early in the third. Washington, a game, another another game that was up for grabs even later into the third. Who gets the game-winning goal? Matthew Kachuk. So we've been seeing just how, and you said it, you know, in the offseason, Kirby, just a clutch player that for us has become now a staple, the leader, 108 points, the game-winning goals, the clutch goals, the clutch plays, the guy that steps up for his teammates, the fights, the hits, and stuff like that, specifically against Ottawa. Um so we've seen, you know, that the Kachuk factor has kind of set into this team right now. And in the last six, he's got six games. He's got three game-winning goals. Yep. And when your star six, player, six, six on the year, I think that's a career high. Yeah, when you're when you're looking for your star players to get those game winners and these clutch points late in the game, uh, you were looking at Matthew Kachuk's direction for sure at this point right now in the season. And like you said, Ryan, these guys are going to have to step up. They can't turtle you know like what keith said they can't be intimidated by these guys they've got to own the moment they've known that for the past month it's been playoff situational type of games where you need to come up with points no matter what and for the most part they've you know done relatively well i think they're at a like 7 15 point percentage in the last two months um since i believe the middle of uh february so yeah we know the job's not done a lot of work to be done uh, Ryan Kirby, I mean, uh, what, what else is there more to say? You know, these next two games are going to determine the whole season pretty much, How if, if it was successful or not. I mean, if they don't make it, it's not successful. If they make it and they could potentially make some noise, yeah, it was a success, I guess. Um, but it's just crazy that it's going to come down to these two games, right, guys? Ryan? Yeah, it's crazy. And, I mean, we didn't even – I mean, are we going to talk about the Ottawa game just like – you know, the 166 penalty minutes. I think that could have honestly bonded the team together. That They were just mm-hmm. good for Giovanni Smith. Giovanni Smith was hitting uh, whoever on the cap or Tom Wilson on the while he was on the bench yesterday. I think they're they're really fighting for each other. Mm-hmm. Seeing Kachuk react like that. I think that does a lot for a team, even though, you know, he's not the captain. I think I think that got them going a little bit. And I I don't know. I, my prediction is they make the playoffs. I, so. I I feel good right now where this where this team's at and and how they've been playing. I just think 
you know, goaltending masks a lot of things. It's it's funny, like you mentioned that Ottawa game, how we were just so all shot. I think they had 99 recorded attempted shots. And it's like, that's what yeah. the Panthers have done all year to other teams, but not got the results. So I just think, you know, how they stand up for each other. Like, this is the best version of the Panthers. And that's when the Panthers started to turn a corner um, two, three years ago when they had the Lombergs and Marchments and Bennett's. It, mm-hmm. And and again, we're doing this without our num- our second line center Bennett, which is really a- remarkable in itself, which right. we have probably failed to mention enough in this win streak. Because I know it would get talked about a lot if we were losing games. Mm-hmm. We should mention it too when we're winning these games. So yeah, like again, like you know, Kachuk's carrying the club. Line line has half his career wins in this year alone, <laughs> going back to all these years in Carolina. And <laughs> Kachuk's got fourteen power play goals. I think that's a career high. So you're seeing the big players, the highlight players, your key positions step up. Your number one defenseman, Ekblad, playing better hockey since you know the Brooks call out, and yeah, I, I think I think these two games, it's it's really on Barkov. Like this is the captain's time. Um, Kachuk's come through, like you said, David, in the clutch in the last recent games. Um, Cody and myself on spaces are saying Barkov's playing his best two way hockey. Uh, he drew a penalty there the other night, you know, just being a force on the puck. Need to see that early in games, need to see that late in games, and hopefully they're able to like secure three or four points here in the final two games. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy just how a whole 82-game season comes down to just 120 more minutes of hockey. Um, and it's it's crazy to think that where we were in January, 16, 18, and 4, and pretty much, you know, being looking at, oh my gosh, how can we kind of salvage this by trading players and kind of, uh, you know, what, what can we do to mitigate the losses as far as should we tank and then try to get a first rounder? It's just It's just crazy that three months later, here we are, uh, you know, potentially one more recording before the season's over that, you know, it comes down to these two games. And Matthew Kachuk had said it perfectly when they asked him after the game yesterday, uh, you know, what his thoughts are when they're going back home. And he says, we're back on home ice, which we love. Our fans better be ready because we're ready to do something special here, special here, and we need their help. So if you're not going to the game or if you don't know if you want to go to the game, I would recommend – Going to both games, like I said, it's going to come down to that last game no matter what. The Panthers can't get eliminated uh, if they lose to Toronto. So no matter what happens, it's going to come down to Thursday, whether uh, they've clinched or not, or they're going to need a win and maybe some help along the way. It's going to come down to that Thursday game. So uh, if you're listening and you don't have tickets in your local, I would definitely recommend looking into because uh, these are tense games. Obviously, great opponents that are coming in. And uh, we're really excited to see what happens over these next two games, to say the least. Um, so before this, uh, after this quick commercial break, we're just going to break it down a little bit more and uh, we'll wrap it up. So if you guys don't mind hanging around for this quick commercial break, we'll be right back. From T to green, the best place to get in on all the action happening on the links is DraftKings Sportsbook. This week, new customers receive an odds boost at plus 1,000. So any pre-tournament wager up to $10 on any golfer to win. If you're a new customer and you see a golfer to win a tournament at plus 1,000 odds, DraftKings will boost that golfer to plus 2,000 odds. DraftKings will be featuring parlays and odds boosts all tournament long, so be sure to check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day before the tournament starts to see what they have in store. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, and boost your odds during this weekend's tournament. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. So yeah, like we said, a lot of Florida Panthers hockey to be played, and we're really excited for the next two games. But one thing we forgot to mention was during that Ottawa game, 
obviously there were a lot of fights. There were a lot of uh, gay misconducts. Uh, the one where Matthew Kachuk went at uh, Batherson, I guess Brady Kachuk, his brother, felt like, hey, if my brother's fighting, I got to grab somebody. And, of course, the first person this man grabs is, is what, 40-year-old, 38-year-old Mark Stahl? I mean, he's probably, you know, almost double his age at this point. Double games in hockey, at least, for sure. And, uh, yeah, they get they go toe-to-toe. And I think the rule is if there's a fight and someone fights immediately after – uh, you go straight into a game misconduct and you're kicked out of the game. Um, so yeah, Lex, that, that fight instigator rules or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So Lex, who's been on our episode before, and obviously helps us all out uh, in spaces and is uh, heavily involved in our Discord. She posted a photo after that game that uh, Brady Kachuk had, I guess, made his way into <laughs> to Keith Kachuk's, I guess, suite and was uh, just chilling there. Uh, for the rest of the game, which was uh, pretty much over half the game. He was, I guess, out. So uh, I guess he got dressed, took a shower, got dressed, and went up to da- his dad's booth and watched the, <laughs> the rest of the game there. Uh, that's what that's what they do in minor that's what they do in minor hockey got in Canada. Like if you get thrown out of the game and like the parents sometimes there's a lounge upstairs and like you know, back in the day, like the parents that smoked or were getting a bite to eat, or maybe a parent that was having right, a, right. an adult beverage, uh the the player would go up there after the game and you you know, I'm up there watching my brother. I'm like, what are you doing up here? And then the kid will be like, oh, I just got tossed from the game. So they're up there and they got their tie on and their shirt on. And that's what Brady reminded me of. He had his dress shirt on and his tie and sitting up there with mom and dad the family i was like laughing at that photo funny. yeah i found it pretty funny that uh, i don't even what would you think keith text him hey come up here probably <laughs> that's the I old that's what you do you. in the minor hockey days like, <laughs> come upstairs come up here oh, okay dad yeah like i said i don't know if uh, he was like hey you know get over here i got something to say to you uh yeah. type of thing but yeah pretty funny i think uh, like you said a lot of fights in that game uh really interested to see if I think a lot of people were saying, oh, that's not Brady. That's somebody else. And Lex was like, what? Like, of course it is. There's nobody else that uh, probably looks like this man, let alone uh, be in the same arena that looks like him playing against Ottawa. So uh, not sure uh, why people were questioning that. But, yeah, so that's something pretty funny that someone was able to catch in the arena to see Keith there. We were trying to scope him out. Uh, but we couldn't find him. And then the, when the picture he was all was the way out, on the other side, yeah, he was on the other side, I guess, this possible box from what we saw. So, uh, yeah, really funny. And hopefully we see Keith the rest of these games, because uh, hopefully if we make the playoffs, he can kind of bring back some of that fire he had with Calgary. And during those games, for sure, you know, get the, the crowd rowdy. So, yeah, really interested to see these next two games, guys. And I really hope that uh, the Panthers can get in. But. Before we wrap up, Ryan, I know you, you've always got a good uh, loser of the weeks teed up for us. So since it's the Mackers, or the Masters weekend, we'll, we'll tee you up here for your uh, loser of the week. Yeah, so I got like one and a half. So they're all, they all tie in together. So the first one is going to be the Panthers DJ. I mean, they need to learn like the game flow and the situation. There were a couple times when the fans against Ottawa were chanting, you know, Matthews better. And the DJ just would not stop the music when when nothing was going on. The refs were, you know, talking about the fights, what who they were going to give a penalty to. Mm-hmm. They were playing John Cena's uh, the time is up, the time is now, blah, blah, bum, 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 bum. And, you know, the fans were trying to chant it and the music just kept going like they wouldn't just cut it. So the chant and and 
So that's one. And then also, oh, yeah. Ryan, can I just jump in on that? Yeah, go ahead. They were clowning uh, Vec, who's kind of part of our community. He's been in spaces. Um, mm -hmm. His clip was shown on TSN and him and his section were starting to chant Matthews better. And like you just said, to your point there, Ryan, they clowned on it up here. Jayon writes like that doesn't sound as loud as the one in Ottawa with Brady's better. So they used it as like a to clown on the Panthers for not being loud enough for that chant. So to your point there, Ryan, I didn't know that was the case till you just told me now. So yeah. again, they they should not do that because like we're getting clowned on for not having a better chant than Ottawa had. And I thought the fans were starting to start that chant because I could even hear it on on TV a bit, right? It started, but then my second one is also the fans like it's it's great that we are growing fans that will do that, but. You know, there still are a lot that that don't know it because, you know, they were hitting the drum. It was quiet. And then instead of let's go Panther or sorry, instead of Matthews, Matthews better, they were going, let's go Panther. So like we're, we're getting there, but, you know, our fans aren't are the fan base isn't there yet. But, you know, the, yeah. the chant pretty much got killed by the DJ playing the the music that no one wanted to hear. So kind of read the room. my losers. Kind of read the room type of thing. You got to read the room on that. You know, you, the score is what? It's five to one now. You know that the other fan base kind of uh, took shots at your superstar player. It's kind of your turn to kind of do it. And there were there were a couple instances, Ryan, where we did hear a yeah. few a few different sections were trying to get it started. But I was telling you at the game, I was like, turn off the damn music. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? You know, cut and it they're out. Just following script and maybe like that DJ or whoever's in charge of that hasn't been doing a lot of hockey games for a long time. So it's just yeah. it could be a lack of experience and they're trying to follow their job to the letter of the law where you got to like feel that out. Like when you see that Ottawa, Florida game with those hundred and whatever, 66 penalty minutes, that's mm -hmm. like old school hockey. Right. And if you yeah. have not experienced that in that position, like in whatever job position that you are, then you're just going to try to do it by the book. Right. So I don't know if I can mm -hmm. fully blame there, but I get what you're saying, Ryan. Right. Kind of read the, the they, they got to do better. Like everyone's blood was boiling, you know, like your team has fought 10 times. Like everyone <laughs> was, was on the edge of their seat, excited. What's going to happen next. Who's going to hit who lion got taken out by Brady. Like it was a perfect chance. You know, that was the perfect scenario. We, we killed them. We were up all game to do the chant and it just, you know, it got yeah. stopped by the DJ of course, which is kind of a shame. So. Yeah, those are my two one and a half losers of the week. All right, I'll take those losers of the week. I'll throw in a loser of the week for me. I'll, I'll say a losers of the year right now. Whoa. I'm going to say Calgary Flames. They <laughs> they have just crapped the bed. They've had every, every, every opportunity to squeeze in. Just looking at their schedule the last you know, two weeks, they had every opportunity to get in, and they've just they've blown it. And I'm going to even throw uh, – what? how do you say? Trevling? Trevling? Kirby? Yeah, Brad Treliving. Treliving, Treliving. No, no, He's no, got to no. be on the hot seat. I, I, I've got to think his contract is up. He just signed these, you know, three guys that are in their thirties, going into, you know, lackluster years offensively. I would think he's on the hot seat, considering Matthew Kachuk is the first player since Sidney Crosby, I think, in like '06 to have a, over a hundred points and over a hundred penalty minutes in a season. Uh, we got to think he's the number two, at least number two, number three, uh, heart finalist for sure. I think Posternak deserves to be in that conversation for sure. Uh, or, or Mark, someone from Boston has to be in that conversation as well. But David, um, you mentioned the flames there and it's just like, <laughs> I, I know you, you track the athletic pretty closely. I remember the athletic in the summer saying the flames have the number one best defensive core with oh, yeah. Lindsay Weger coming into town. And I know Markstrom hasn't had a great year and we've talked about Huberto a lot, you know, in spaces and on Twitter, 
But, you know, to have the number one defense in the National Hockey League, supposedly on paper, coming into the year, and you're going to miss the playoffs. And again, and then the Jets are almost trying to hand it to them, Paul Maurice's former team. Mm. Um, it's more up for grabs out there in the West, and it's like, does anyone really want this? And it's like Nashville's trying to sneak in at the 23rd hour to bypass Winnipeg and Calgary. So there's some interesting head-to-head matchups down uh, down the road here and see what's going to happen there over in the West. But um, yeah, we've had to be a lot more mistake-free down the stretch here yeah. to have the chance that we've had. So yeah, saying. I agree with that loser of the week, Calgary, losing to Chicago, giving a point away to the Canucks. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they've played Anaheim, San Jose, these guys that they've been able to get some points, but they've also lost to the Coyotes, Blackhawks, Canucks down the stretch, teams that they should be getting points in. And, you know, they're going to end up probably missing the playoffs by uh, one or two points. So yeah, I would say Calgary. And now I see their fans missing Kachuk too. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So I mean, absolutely. it's a disaster Kachuk up in there. I mean, Daryl Sutter, like our fan base, in Calgary. Call. The you roof's know, about like... to collapse. I mean, it's tough up there. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can get Connor Bedard back here for some WHL playoff hockey. I know he's in a game seven right now. I think so. Uh, we'll have to get him to Calgary or something. Yeah, uh, unless Calgary can pull off a, a miracle here, I think they're. They would need a lot of help, and they've got to win their remaining games. I, I would say they're going to be the losers of the year. Uh, if the Panthers make it, they'll escape that kind of, uh, mm-hmm. kind of, I guess. Uh, tag. If the Jets get in, they'll escape that from the. Colossus <laughs> <Colossus>. <laughs> yeah, right. But if Calgary were to be the one, the team missing out, then they'll definitely be the, the scapegoat of losers of the year across the NHL. But, um, yeah, I mean, is what more is there to say? I mean, just the importantness of this next two games just can't be overemphasized. Uh, we hope for the best, um, but I know there's a lot of fans that are expecting the worst to say the least. And quite a few that still aren't very optimistic just based on the comments and stuff I've seen. Um, so we'll see, obviously two opponents, we, like we said, are very tough. Um, but whatever happens again, we just want to thank you all for such an amazing uh, reviews and just listens have just been amazing over the last you know, six months in our first full year here of covering uh, the Panthers on a podcast platform. It's been awesome. And we're just hoping that we can get a little bit more games under our belt here with the playoff series and stuff like that. So uh, again, thank you everyone on the discord and Twitter and Instagram and uh, anywhere else you may be watching or listening or getting our attention. We just thank you again. And we hope that you guys are doing well and thank you for listening. And Ryan Kirby, I want to thank you guys for being on here again and, uh, helping to cover the the most, uh, I guess. I uh, I would say they're probably maybe the Heat. I guess are the talk of the town, Ryan. Or you Ooh. think the Panthers are still kind um, of? Ah, man, that's tough. I mean, that's like fifty fifty right now. I mean, right now, since the Hurricanes basketball is done, the Heat, like, I I don't know. They just they're not doing it for me this year. Right. I want like, I want to throw. Them. I wanted to throw something in there, Ryan. I was thinking of your other favorite team, the Dolphins. So I want to say to all the Panther fans, I want to thank them for this season. We've got two games to go, but just think this is like March Madness, like you just mentioned with the Hurricanes. This is like the Miami Dolphins coming down the stretch, trying to get into the playoffs. It's like win and advance, right? Win yep. and move on. And this is what kind of like with the Panthers right now. It's a mix of that end of the NFL season and March Madness. Like one, two Absolutely. games, you got to win or, you know, it, it's over. So um that's like it's a mini kind of that basketball right football hybrid excitement so hopefully everyone gets on the gets on the train here gets on the bandwagon and is in full force here over this week with the panthers i'm and trying it, kirby I'm it trying. goes well then we got some playoffs so yeah what, what is it if the panthers make the playoffs and the heat make the playoffs 
It's the first time in what? How many years that the Dolphins, Heat, and Oof. Panthers? Uh, I, I want to say like 2000 or 2001. I think someone had tweeted that today, uh, like almost 25 years yeah. that all three have made the playoffs in, you know, respective years to say the least. Maybe so, the Marlins are the talk of the town. Oh boy. I don't even know so bad. how many games do they played? Like seven. I don't know. They're horrible. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but no, I mean, like we said, I, it's always fun when these games matter and with two games remaining and just the importance of it, I can't really, remember just you know the severity of just how important these next two home games are considering they're at home you've got control of what you can and you just got to get it done so from the FLA cast community I think we're all uh in one unison pulling for the Panthers hoping hoping we can get some playoff hockey and then we can project some matchups and stuff like that and really get into the show again because I think the team deserves it a player like Matthew Kachuk who's been willing our team into it deserves it and uh i would really like to snap that penguins what is it 16 seasons in a row playoff streak kind mm-hmm. of thing and uh and end this and that uh for Sidney crosby and the gang so to say the least uh yeah we hope that uh we can catch you guys on the next episode hopefully we can get something midweek uh previewing that carolina game and the severity of that and uh who knows maybe by then we've clinched because uh, we got some help and we got it done So uh, until then, Ryan and Kirby, again, thank you guys for joining me. I hope you guys have a good rest of your day. And wherever you're listening, as always, go Panthers.